0: you are locked on browns your daily podcast covering the cleveland browns part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hello everybody your wednesday edition of locked on browns lot to get to today obviously with the events over the last 24 hours in berea your wednesday episode is brought to you by builtbar.com go to builtbar.com use the promo code all caps locked on and you get ten dollars off your next order uh, we're going to get to it in here with Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated. Uh, just crazy the way you know it, 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 the circumstances and the way everything went. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Mac Wilson and the events of Monday and you know, the tackle on Nick Chubb, which led to Nick Chubb's injury. Then I don't know if you want to call it a demotion or was it maybe hey, just play with the second team. So if you're going to beat somebody up, you're going to beat somebody up that isn't nearly as significant. Then I guess it. For me, Pete, I guess it kind of looked like maybe a cleat got caught in the ground. The hyperextension of the knee, um, obviously severe when you're talking about a hyperextension in terms of possible surgery. So certainly his 2020 season in doubt right now and obviously a lot going on medically. And just with everything that went on, um, I mean, just a crazy 24 hours. And now here we are with, you know, obviously the linebacker position, which most people felt was lacking to begin with. Now somebody that a lot felt maybe was going to be one of the significant players of that room uh, now down for what's probably going to be a while, if not the entire season.
1: Well, uh, the Browns have openly said it's an open competition at linebacker. So I'm sure, you know, putting him with the second team had something to do with the fact that he, he went high on, on Nick Chubb, but they also, are trying to get eyes on other guys. I mean, that's they're, they're they're not making any secret about that. You know, it's a lot of people are have assumed that Mac Wilson was a starter, and he's not. I mean, maybe he he, he might have earned it. He looked uh, reasonably good uh, the first day of practice, although he had some help in the fact that. I, you know, in my view, based on what I was looking at, Nick Harris struggled and missed a couple blocks. Uh, like on one where he screamed across, uh, I, I think uh, Nick Harris was responsible for the scraping linebacker and didn't get him. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Mac Wilson gets credit for that and made the nice play. But, you know, it's one day. They've got a lot of time to sort of uh, compete and, and figure this thing out um the injury is obviously a, a a big setback for him um hopefully it doesn't need surgery if it doesn't then you know that might be you know several weeks maybe a month uh or, or a little bit longer than that if it's surgery you know it's, it's season um and and we're down a guy for the rest of the year the browns aren't invested the linebacker they just aren't uh, and uh, I don't anticipate them making some big push to to go get a linebacker. If they see an opportunity they like, they'll go for it. But whether it's capital in terms of the salary cap or draft picks, their approach so far has been, we'll find guys. And I don't think that's changed with an injury to Matt Wilson. I don't think the Browns are panicked about it. Uh, maybe, maybe they should be more panicked than, than they're letting on. But uh, I think they are comfortable with what they have and the process they're they're going through. I I I, I can't imagine they went in this camp with the thought process of uh, of well you know without thinking ahead and going well what happens if a guy gets injured well we're boned. I don't think that that crossed their mind. I think they understand what's going on uh, and, and the risk and and are going to follow through with what they they went with uh, as their plan for the season
0: we spoke about this at length and everybody, you know, with what they didn't do with resigning their own, there were plenty of free agent linebackers available. If they wanted to address this earlier in the 2020 NFL draft, they could have um, what you're looking at now is, you know, bargain basement names. You know, I'll bring up Deron Lee again, like I did last year, only because I'm going to get, ga- if I'm going to gamble, I'm going to gamble on a really good athlete. And in 2018, he was a really good coverage linebacker. I don't know if that means a hill of beans. Alec Ogletree kind of past his prime. Clay Matthews Jr., guys, just stop. I get it. The great story, the Cleveland connection. He's never been anything more than a pass rusher. He played inside linebacker like five years ago for Green Bay. Hated it. Absolutely despised it. Um, yeah, it's a great story. Clay Matthews Jr. is now 34 years old. Um, and if people had that much faith in him as a pass rusher, he'd be somewhere right now it's a great story it it, no it's just not there it's just not going to happen obviously be in-house you know creates a you know easier place at the table so to speak for Jacob Phillips which could have been there anyway BJ Goodson actually had a really good day yesterday and you know I'll tell you right now I I I love players who chirp I love players who love to talk certainly you got to back it up BJ Goodson showed that yesterday did that and if you're going to end up being, you know, the Mike linebacker, which doesn't mean a lot in Joe Woods' system with the heavy amount of nickel and dime, you know, I want that presence. And I want that guy that, you know, can get everybody kind of to rally together. So, I mean, it's, that's outside options. It's inside options. Obviously, Sione Takitaki, you know, more prevalent role probably coming for him here in the in the coming weeks. But it was never going to be a, a room that was based essentially on just one star linebacker or it was going to be, you know, we need you guys to do this in nickel and dime. We need you guys to do this in first and 10 goal line, obvious run situations, etc.
1: Okay, so uh, Sione Takitaki, uh, it's early, but in what I've seen, uh, I'm concerned. Uh, he seems slow to the ball. He seems to get stuck on a lot of blocks. He's physical, but he's just ending up on taking on the whole man as opposed to being able to, uh, and, and and the way you'd like and getting getting to the ball carrier a lot. The, the flip side of that is I really, really like what I've seen from Jacob Phillips so far. Um, he's the, – the big thing with him coming out of LSU is he, he wasn't great in terms of being consistently physical, uh, but he thrived in that he was able to play smart and play fast, and he beat plays to the spot. And we'll see if he's able to continue with that, but so far he looks like he's playing at LSU. He just – Gets the spots very quickly. He's he, he doesn't make big hits, so you're never gonna sort of be like, "Oh man, look at what he's doing." But he's if you he, if you watch the practices, uh, you know, even through that keyhole, uh, like I am, uh, then he's ever he's making uh, he's getting the ball carrier like almost every time. Like he is just always fr- flying around, even in the uh, the quote unquote offensive play of the day where where Baker Mayfield went over the top. <laughs> And, and hit uh and hit the deep ball, uh, that would have been a sack. Jacob Phillips flew into the backfield. He he, he went A-gap blitz, had to adjust part way and, and slide to the B-gap, but he was there. Like um, he is exactly what they want. You know, they advertised him to be what they were looking for in him thus far. Now, you know, as as this keeps going, that may change, but uh, you know, he Right now, looks like a guy they can they can plug in there and play early. The other guy who sort of isn't getting talked about at all, but I think has done a really nice job so far, it, it you know, it, in in some of the reps I've seen is Tay Davis. Uh, I think the Browns are kind of intrigued by Tay Davis. So again, I I know that everybody's was like, well, it's Mac Wilson, Sione, Taki Taki, and they drafted this kid, but they have guys they like, they have guys they're interested in, and 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 Mac Wilson was awful last year. just awful so you know if you were of the mindset that mac wilson was sort of projecting to start you were expecting him to be a lot better he had to be uh and, and again early on that first practice it looked like he was he was better uh but now we're in the situation we are now i i don't again i don't think the broads are overly concerned
0: it's again and this comes down to what we had said look if they're just not addressing it. it it's not what they feel is a priority you know i know there's a big you know running backs don't matter you know crowd or whatever that comes from the fantasy world but it's one of the phases in what they are trying to tell us they feel about the linebacker position look somebody else could be brought in here um, look, Obina, uh, you know, Obina got waved, so you know, maybe there's gonna be a body come in here. We have no idea where. Uh when we get the word on Mac, obviously that'll open up some sort of you know roster spot. There'll be bodies brought in here. And I do agree on Tay Davis. And the one thing that Tay Davis has going for him is that he did play well on specials last year, and they want to continue that. You know, obviously they made a dramatic, uh, drastic leap in 2019, finally with their special teams play. Tay Davis over the second half of the season was part of that and what made that unit improved. So, you know, if it ends up where he can get 10 to 15 reps as a linebacker on game week, along with his plus special teams play, you know, the Browns will call that a win, but I mean, I don't think anything major is going to come of it. Um, You know, the names I met record, you know, I mentioned certainly wouldn't be considered major Um, it's this late in in August and these guys don't have jobs. Um, So we'll just see how it all kind of plays out there. We got a bunch more to get to offensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball here as we roll on with your Wednesday Locked on Browns. The Improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six brand new flavors over at Built, Built Bar. Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. This goes along with their 12 original favorites. My favorite, the Mint Brownie bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built bar is great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. Flavor profile on the cherry bar. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. If you place your order now using the promo code Locked On, you will get ten dollars off your next order. Again, promo code Locked On for ten dollars off at BuiltBar.com while supplies last. You may also win a free cooler with your purchase. So again, check everything out. The fine folks over at Built Bar. Again, yesterday there were times where we saw the offensive, uh, the offense struggle, and then all of a sudden they hit about a seven-on-seven period where just Austin Hooper and Odell Beckham, who looks as fresh as we've seen him in Cleveland, and keep in mind at this point already a year ago, he was pretty much just watching at this point as, you know, the the groin hernia, whatever you want to call it, like we said, we think it was a hernia, just started to persist. Um, But you saw Odell and you saw the raw athletic Odell, what you saw in his dominant years in the New York Giants. And Austin Hooper, he's just smooth. Um, you know I'm not going to call him a wide receiver like Josh Cribbs is but Austin Hooper is smooth in what he does and he's got the intelligence and even you know yesterday on a simple scramble drill was able to you know sell 1 foot you know to make it look deep just created enough separation to get himself a window for Baker Mayfield for completion these two guys you know healthy obviously Jarvis as well got to see a little bit more of him yesterday but with Odell healthy and Austin Hooper coming into this mix it's going to open up a lot of things in this passing game for uh, Baker Mayfield
1: Okay, so let's start with why the offense sucked early. His name is Sheldon Richardson, and he's killing people. Uh, He's absolutely dominating. Uh, I've seen him go against all kinds of guys, and he is so quick off the ball. Uh, I I, I think with what we're seeing, uh, Chris Kiffin's defensive line does a lot of slanting and stunting, and he's just giving guys fits. Uh, You know, the interception, Mayfield threw through. Sheldon Richardson goes outside, Joel Petonio manages to turn the corner back inside, it would have killed Mayfield uh, on that play. But, you know, they, they got to seven on seven where Sheldon Richardson was no longer on the field and suddenly stuff started clicking. But he's been outstanding thus far. And, and uh, you know, uh, that, that rainy practice, I thought Nick Harris was uh, struggled. He was better yesterday, but just. Sheldon Richardson, you line him up against whoever, and he looks absolutely uh incredible right now. If you can get him, uh Miles Garrett and, and uh Olivier Vernon all firing on all cylinders at the same time, it's just gonna be an absolute nightmare. Uh but when we did get to seven on seven, um, yeah, Odell Beckham, it looks easy. Um he creates separation. So so with that, it just it doesn't take much effort for him right now, and he's he he appears to be talking as he's catching passes. Um <laughs> certainly not something I endorse, but uh, you know he's having fun again. We talked about this uh, previously. He he just he's doing a lot of things he doesn't have to do, which to me is just an indication that he feels good. Uh, but he he looks great. Austin Hooper is, a, is a, a comfortable hoodie at this point. It, it looks like those two have been <laughs> throwing together for years and just how easy it is, how comfortable it is, and how almost ho-hum it is. It feels like, you know, Baker Mayfield has been throwing to him for, for a couple of years already, and, and it's just like, oh, another pass to Austin Hooper, first down, let's move the chain. Like, nothing Austin Hooper is doing is, like, flashy, but he's just really good at it and he makes it look easy and he's really athletic. Um, so those things are good. Jarvis Landry, you know, he's doing the things that you, you sort of come to expect from Jarvis Landry. Um, so right now they look pretty good. And thankfully that carried over into team, uh, the second time, mm-hmm. uh, because again, you know, people talk about, well, the defense is head, ahead and, and maybe they are, but it just, uh, Sheldon Rich, you know, they, it, it seemed to be a lot more Jordan Elliott on the field uh, afterwards, who did not have nearly the same day. And I think, again, a lot of that was, he was dominating uh, a struggling Nick Harris on, on Sunday, wasn't the case as, as much on Monday. And and he's active, he doesn't the think, but I think that was a big reason why the offense was able to just start clicking and, and getting down the field. But Sheldon Richardson, right now, if he can keep this up, uh, uh, into Sundays, he's a huge problem.
0: He's just, it, it, it's, he's just a different specimen at 300 plus pounds with the, you know, the agility and the quickness he has and, you know, just strength to match, um, you know, obviously showing why he was a former, you know, defensive rookie of the year, former, you know, I believe top five, it was a uh, you know, draft choice that he was for the New York chess back in the day. The guy's got talent. And like we've talked about, there's ways you can mix and match this defensive line, Um, for, you know, and keep in mind, you have Claymore, so you can maybe do more with Miles inside once he is, you know, ready to take the field, and you could go essentially because Sheldon Richardson does have a, you know, background as a defensive end here. Um, With the with the scheme here and obviously you know, with the outside zone and we talked yesterday about you know you know a lot of reverse and, you know basically counter to the movement that you're doing with the outside zone you're starting to see more of and there's been talk about trying to get baker's completion percentage up from last season making throws easier with less interceptions you're starting to see this play action you know off the wide zone where you know you basically end up with a tight end in the opposite flat. I mean, you you know you're going to give the look like you're blocking down. Obviously, you stay, you hold it to a count of two, then you jet out essentially out the back door to what is usually wide open area. Harrison Bryan's looked good on it a couple times. Uh, Austin Hooper has, but it's just going to show that the threat that either Nick or Kareem can give in running this wide zone. I mean, it's just a simple, such a simple play. The play action to just dump it back to the tight end off of it. But once you start killing people with this outside run, this outside zone run, they're going to have to essentially overcommit, and it's just going to make those you know, these basically you know counters off of it and the play action and the tight end dump back off of it that much more easy, that much more successful. Okay,
1: so if you if you're watching practices and you're seeing some of that play action off the stretch, uh, off the outside zone stuff, you can see why you know getting in in shape and and being slimmer and all those things wasn't just like you know this is good for Baker Mayfield the quarterback it was necessary for this offense he's doing a ton of sprinting out uh and and he has to be light on his feet to be able to execute what they what they're asking to do to be able to throw the move to get to those spots to execute the offense the way they want to do it and there are a lot of uh, check down and dump off opportunities. Just get the ball out of his hands quickly. But yeah, they 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 and they do want to have some aggressive throws down the field off those things. Um, you know, it's hard to tell with the view you have, but it, it looks like Jack Conklin is is you know as advertised so far, and it you, you're seeing a lot of those uh, runs to the right uh, pay off, runs to the left. You know, we're, we'll get there, uh, but. Those things are productive, and yes, Kareem hunt looks explosive again, I think a lot of that is because he he's you know he's healthy he's not coming off a sports turning halfway through the season and trying to fit in there, but you're also seeing guys like Dr. L Hilliard and Dearness Johnson do some stuff. I think Dr Hilliard seems to be more comfortable with this zone scheme. Uh, I think Dearness Johnson is you know in addition to being a guy who who looked productive on special teams. Uh, he's a guy who can catch passes out of the backfield and do some of those things. So it's a, it's a big part of what they want to do. And they've got a bunch of athletic linemen. Nick, Nick Harris can move. I'm really interested in Evan Brown, who coming out of SMU is a freaky athlete. He looks good moving around. They've got uh, some of these you know new bodies coming in, uh, a guard that can do some stuff. Chris Hubbard playing both left and right tackle. They they're, you know, they want guys who can move and and to this point they're getting it. So it's just allowing them to create some stress points on this defense. And if they've got a weakness, backup knows, they can exploit it. So there's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of areas where they can play outside the box. They're not forced to play within. For, you know these certain parameters they're, they're creating a lot of things and and you've met, mentioned it they've done end arounds, they've done some reverses not all of them have worked uh, defense has done a nice job but they are trying to come up with or, or play around with different ways to get guys the ball I mean Jojo Natson taking you know uh, a handoff for example trying trying to get speed on their Taewon Taylor some of those things so they've got a lot of options and they're trying to sort of figure out what's going to be a good fit and what's going to be able to carry over.
0: A lot lot working on the offense, and obviously we'll see more implemented here in the coming days. We'll get to the defensive side of the ball here in a second. Wednesday, Lock-On Browns, Jeff Floyd, Pete Smith. DoorDash, folks, you've counted on restaurants. Now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you are craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe nationwide. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code locked on. Again, $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, use the promo code locked on. One more time, locked on, five dollars off your first order and zero delivery. The door dash everybody I want to tell you about a new website that just launched on August 1st called Ohio versus everyone.com the site covers all Ohio sports and culture they have in depth interesting articles on the Cleveland Cavaliers the Browns the Indians, obviously the Cincinnati Reds and the Bengals and the Ohio State Buckeyes as well. Mike Bassetti has an article up right now um, on Justin Fields. And obviously what the Ohio State kids are doing, they do not want to give up on a season. They want to try and have some assemblance on a season. We'll see how that goes. Check out Mike Bassetti's article over on Ohio OhioVersusEveryone.com. It's all your favorite teams, all in one site. And because they cover all the teams, they only bring you the best, most interesting topics. Check them out again. It's Ohio OhioVersusEveryone.com. That's Ohio. BS com. defensive side of the ball, and Pete, you jumped into it early on the offensive segment. Um, Sheldon Richardson, just an absolute beast to this point. Um, one player though, and now we talked about this, and this is what the thing when you get back to the linebacker, we we spoke on they went for depth in the secondary, they went cornerback, safety, they went for depth on the defensive line. You get a player like MJ Stewart in here, makes a couple of plays yesterday. Um, Obviously with interception as well, you have a deep, deep room full of cornerbacks. I mean, you have Ward, you have Greedy, you have Kevin Johnson, you have Terrence Mitchell. And that's before you get to the young kids in the room here. It's a great situation to have, but it's going to end up being a numbers game. And look, you know, these guys, it's great to have one great day, but you're gonna have to start stringing together two, three great days. I mean, and then there's even players like Tavier Thomas, again, a key part of their special teams who doesn't get much run at all at the cornerback position, but you know, a guy like Mike Prefer has got to be banging the table for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, this is the the theme of this. And obviously, you know, right now, you know, knock on wood that the, you know, there's like about a dozen players in the entire NFL who are in the COVID uh, reserve list right now, you know, but the reality of this season is that you have, you know, you have to get guys who can do more multiple things, because if you lose a player or multiple players, it could obviously gut your depth at, uh, on special teams rather quickly. So, you know, whether it's bringing in MJ Stewart or Terrence or, you know, some of these other guys competing, AJ green, they need to find guys who can not only help them, uh, you know, in coverage, but can can find a way to contribute on special teams. And if they can, that may not be a good sign for Tavier Thomas. Uh, but, you know, for all the questions people have about linebacker, the Browns have a million DBs uh, that they're working through, and, and, and that's a big part of what they want to do. They want to have the ability to roll with three corners. They want to have the ability to roll with three safeties. Uh, right now, MG Stewart is, I think, exclusively working in the slot. I think AJ Green is exclusively working on the boundary, uh, which you know makes sense for for what I expected. I think MG Stewart is sort of a, you know, somewhere between a corner and safety, uh, which might be of use to them. I think Red-, Red Wine is going to have a lot of opportunities to to play in that slot position as well as potentially coming in uh, as a true or free in situations. So they've, they're, you know, they, they've got all shapes and sizes, obviously on, on some level, you know, th- th- so much of this camp is focusing on, you know, how, how much greedy Williams uh, takes a step forward, how much, you know, how quickly Grant Delbert can sort of adapt and, and get going from that front. But they've got a lot of these guys at the back end of the roster who are competing for jobs and, 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 it, you know, The day the Browns have to cut down, I fully expect that there are going to be multiple teams, and, I, and I'm starting at the other end of I-71 uh, with the Bengals that are going to be chomping at the bit to see what the Browns let loose because they are probably going to grab whatever
0: uh, the Browns release. And there's going to be guys that are going to get thrown right into the fire and going into different homes. It's not going to be like, oh, well, we kind of like the kids, so it's going to, he's going to come play for us. You know, that's the depth they have there. Grant Delpit, it stands out to me. You just look at him. I mean, he looks like he's been in the league five years. The physique, the build, you know, and just the fluidity, the way he moves around the field, uh, that pick just never going to get tired of how well that pick turned out here. The thing, though, Pete, is, and we talk about the success of the D over the offense right now, Miles Garrett hasn't taken a snap in team. Larry Ogunjobi wasn't out there yesterday, and look, maybe part of Miles and Situm might be just to because look, I mean, you know, Jarrett Jarrett Wills is seeing live bullets for the first time. Um, You know, once he gets his first kind of taste of Miles Garrett in these team drills, it's going to go from a bullet to a freaking cannonball. But for the defense, you know, looking good thus far. Obviously, huge with the depth and obviously new system, everything going in there. Um, you still basically are going to sprinkle in Miles Garrett and Larry Larry Oganjobi to this mix, which just it's gonna just hopefully just make things take off even more.
1: Well, you know, I don't think they're remotely worried about Miles Garrett. It's the type of situation where they're gonna let him recover and
0: even if he says, you know, uh You don't drive days- the Porsche every you don't drive the Porsche every day of the week. You take it out on Saturday or Sunday.
1: Well, I think it's one of those where even if he goes, Yeah, I'm good to go, coach, and and Kevin Stefanski's like, Why don't you take another day? Uh there's just no rush. And and in his stead, they've got Adrian Claiborne working over there who's, you know, he's a he's a great player for Jedrick Grills to go against consistently. They've got Olivier Vernon who's playing on that side quite a bit. So they're not hurting for guys that can make Uh, Jared Regul's work. Um, Larry Ogunjobi taking a a day off, you know, puts more focus on that second nose. And, you know, Daniel Kuala and Elianku, you know, I I know what I think. Uh, I'm curious where the Browns are going to go with this, because I don't think either of them is enough uh, for what they're doing. And it looks like a real weak, weak link to me. But uh, we'll see. There are options out there in free agency. I don't know if guys are you know waiting for more money or if they're really not sure if they want to play
0: in this environment or whatever. But, or there is you know. the old can I come see you late August? <laughs> why, yeah, I'm mean, gonna the, go bust the, my the, ass now. <laughs>
1: yeah, no question. Uh, and then on the other side, you've got dad, uh, still here working, I guess. And Porter Gustin's out there trying to trying to improve. And you've got uh you they're, they're just giving uh Jordan Elliott just a, a ton of reps to continue to work and develop, and they want him to get all the work possible, which is which is good. Um to see what they can get out of him. But the Browns, you know, at three of their defensive line spots are in really, really good, really good shape. I have a major question about one of them, but you know, when they get going and Larry Ogunjobi's out there and and hopefully is largely a pass rusher, uh, then they can they can do a lot
0: of damage. Uh, it's, you has know, been a fun couple days. Obviously, we'll get, you know, today, Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, we'll get, uh, you know, practices off again on Friday. Um, just, you know, looking, seeing, absorbing everything as it comes to us. You know, looking to see a little bit more of this offense as they start to implement more and more as the days go on. Obviously, you know, miles to be added to this defense – We'll see you know, changes or you know maybe pecking order what's to come here of the linebacker position. We obviously got to the talk here today on Mac Wilson and you know the severity of his injury. Obviously, could be season long, could be. I mean, either way, it's going to be some time before we see Mac Wilson again. We've gotten to the offense from yesterday, the defense from yesterday, uh, your Wednesday episode of Locked on Browns. Make sure you're checking everything out. Browns Digest, Pete and the uh, boys over there doing a fantastic job. Browns Digest, SI.com, follow at Browns Digest. On Twitter, make sure you're following Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself at Lockdown Browns, all lowercase, follow back account, DMs are open. You guys know um, a bunch of talk yesterday um, with everything that was going on with Mac Wilson, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Again, DMs are open over there. Anything you want to talk about, ideas for the show, we're always, you know, open and you know looking for ideas. And if it's good, you know, we'll always take it and we will run with it. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.